everyone. Welcome to another episode this week of The Current Status. My name is Holly Lehman. You can find me on Twitter at Lehman underscore underscore Holly. And I would like to introduce my panel of friends today. Teresa, if you want to take it over. Yeah, welcome everyone. Um, good morning, good evening, as our, our guest will say uh, momentarily, or good afternoon. Uh, my name is Teresa Miller, and you can find me on Twitter at 24by7ITConnect. And we have a special guest with us today. Um, Lisa, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. Hey, Holly. Hey, Teresa. Thanks for having me. Um, yep, my name is Lisa Clark, also known as Lisa at the Edge on Twitter. Um, and thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Um, but yes, it is 10 p.m. for me. I would usually be in my bed. <laughs> I went to, I'm usually in bed by 8.30. So thank you for staying up with us. We're yeah. so excited to have you. You're doing so many amazing things on social. And it's why we wanted to have you on the show today. So, you know, quick recap. Um, you are at Dell as a PM. And you're doing so many amazing things with your podcast for Azure Stack. We know we have a really big fan base around Azure Stack. And I would love for you to tell us a bit about your podcast, what the content is, just all, all the things that are making up with this um, venture is that you're doing that we're so excited about. Yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, like you said, I am with Dell Technologies. I'm part of the Azure Stack um, engineering technologist team. Uh, I work as a sort of business development strategist um, focused on the Azure Stack uh, business across EMEA, which is really cool. Um, and my job is working with customers and sales to find success with the Azure Stack portfolio and obviously on Dell's awesome hardware. Um, but yeah, I started off um, my podcast at the beginning of lockdown. I, When lockdown hit, I just knew I had to do something to keep myself busy, blogging, um, podcasting. I'd been thinking about how do I create and share more content within the community around Azure Stack and other things I'm interested in. And I kind of just thought lockdown hit and I thought, well, the excuse of no time is no longer there. Um, so I basically just got started. Um, at the beginning, I kind of said I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into any topics. I kind of wanted to leave it quite open. So I kind of went with hybrid cloud and careers in tech. Mm -hmm. um, I've been I myself don't have a traditional background when it comes into coming into tech. So and I've been sort of speaking to other people that had similar quite interesting stories and I thought that they would be really um, useful to to showcase and share so that anyone looking to get into tech or trying to navigate their career um, could listen and, and hopefully get some advice. So that's kind of how I kicked off. Um, there are 20 episodes. I think there are eight episodes fully dedicated to the Azure Stack family. And the rest are maybe career development or specific topics like VMware solution on, on Azure. Uh, we've got DevOps. That's a really interesting episode. We don't talk about anything technical. It's all about people and process. And also how um, I like to focus quite a bit on hybrid cloud. So if we're talking about cloud uh, models and way of working like DevOps, is it just for cloud? No, you can do it on premises as well and, and just start sharing the knowledge around that. So that's kind of where we're at so far. <laughs> that's awesome. So what have you learned like from the beginning till now by doing that? Like, and that can be anything 
from platform to use or I, I don't know, but what, what have you learned um, that might be useful to share with someone who's thinking about starting a podcast? So a few things, I, I suppose, first of all, just start. Um, when I had thought about it for a long time and, you know, I thought I need cool mics and, I, you know, I read blogs and I would get down rabbit holes about sound and, and platforms to use, etc. Um, but I found a platform through a really good friend of mine um, called Anchor. It's really simple to use. Um, so I just basically use Zoom, my Jabra conference speaker, got a guest on and um, used Anchor. The gate was open and Rusty was outside. Okay, okay, go. Thank you. Sorry, the fun of working from home, right? <laughs> yeah, it happens. Absolutely. Hello. It happens all the time. <laughs> oh my goodness, so cute. But yeah, I love your point of just start. Like that. Yes. If it's something you want to do, just do it. It actually made me think back to when I started blogging and created my own website. Like I think it's been like six years or five years. Um, uh, it took so many conversations with people and someone's like, you just have to do it. If you want to do it, just do it. And so yeah. I did. And so 24 by 7 IT Connection still lives on today. So, yeah, I think just get started and accept that you will learn as you go. Um, you won't be perfect and you will evolve. Um, so I would say from a, just sort of getting out there and creating content, that would be one thing that I've I've. I've learned. Um, the other thing is just like the power of Twitter and social media. It's been it's been awesome. Like I've naturally then found this network of people who are um, recommending guests for the show mm -hmm. or connecting me to really cool people. Um, when I started, I didn't really have in mind a, a schedule. Um, I think over nineteen weeks, I've done twenty episodes, so that's like at least one a one a week. Um, I think there was a, a week I missed and then there's a, a week I did too. Um, because I just kept sort of getting introduced to really cool people. And obviously there is a lot that happens in the Azure Stack world with the, the Azure Stack now being a portfolio of products. There's a lot more to talk about. So yeah, just get started and accept that you won't be perfect uh, straight off the bat and learn as you go. So we, we had talked about some of the, you know, the, the learnings that you've had doing podcasts. And I've noticed that every podcast is a bit different. Um, yours is very personal. I love it because you do, you, you dig in. Like I listened to the one with Steve Buchanan that was awesome. And, and yeah. he, he talked a lot about, you know, on-prem and how to move and, you know, into Azure and, and what does cloud native or sorry, Azure native look like. And so you, you did have the meat of, of the tech, but then he also talked about his um, career path and the yeah. benefits of mentorship. And so a um, couple questions for you. One, you talked about scheduling and how crazy it can be, especially think about it. I'm in, I'm in Redmond. Teresa, you're located in Wisconsin. I'm in Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. And then you've got Lisa in you know, Scotland. And so there's all these different things that we have to think about. What would you say are some tips and tricks on scheduling some of the right questions to ask on your mm -hmm. podcast? And, and like one of your top learnings in doing this and, you know, 20 podcasts, that's exciting. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, like you said at the beginning, um, I didn't really have a plan. And that has evolved slightly, 
as I've been doing the episodes. So I had for my first episode with Darren Small, I had um, really basic. I, I, there must have been maybe three or five bullet points, okay. and we agreed to sort of discuss his uh, career, how he basically how he got into tech, and take it from there. And I actually didn't do a prep call with him, and so it was just like straight honest conversation and the questions that I were asking were, were just naturally occurring as part of the conversation whereas where I've got to now is um with most guests I'll do a prep call for 30 minutes and I'll hear a little bit about their background or we'll have a bit of a discussion about what we want to focus on in the episodes and we will come up with a sort of still just a list of bullet points maybe key key things that we've came up with that we think is really interesting in the prep call and then I share that with the guest and then we just record um I got into the format like you say with Steve where we would either do a how did you get into tech and we talk a bit about career and then we talk about a specific tech subject and then also we went on to speak about diversity in tech as well mm-hmm. and the format that I've got to now is really that Tell me how you got into tech, share a bit about your background, key learnings from that, and then let's talk about a tech subject. I personally really like that. Um, and I think that, like you say, it's quite personable, but the, the tech content that you want there, I personally listen to long podcasts. So I listen to podcasts that are an hour or more. I have had feedback that my podcasts are pretty long because uh, I do like to talk. Um, so I think in the future, I'm taking a break right now and I'm planning for recording again in October. I think I will get stricter on time, probably 50 to 60 minutes um, and probably hone in my prep process a little bit more as well so that so that I can be sure that I'm de- delivering quality content and it, you know, we're taking it maybe to the next level. <laughs> so how long are your podcasts? Um, so they vary, um, from around, I think the shortest one will be like 50 minutes, but I think there's one on there that's an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Um, (laughs) so I think that's me and Barbara Forbes, um, yeah, talking about how to automate as a team. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. So they, they do, they vary, they uh, vary wildly just now um, so for, those, for those on the on the podcast that are listening right now if you were to say here's you know one or two of the top most updated pieces of information on Azure Stack that m- maybe people aren't aware of or maybe that's new for you what would you say those those are for those that are our Azure Stack friends listening yeah so the biggest hot topic that ha- um that, that has happened was shared at Microsoft Inspire uh, so last year at Microsoft Ignite, Azure Stack became a portfolio product. So Azure Stack became Azure Stack Hub. They added in Azure Stack HCI, and we have Azure Stack Edge as well. And at Microsoft Inspire there, there were some pretty big announcements around Azure Stack HCI. So Azure Stack HCI, um, in its current form, is a validated hardware program. Um, for uh, Microsoft's version of hyperconversion infrastructure consisting of storage spaces direct and Hyper-V. 
So that's great. That's awesome. There also, you know, there have been some really cool developments around Windows Admin Center, being able to connect that up to Azure and consume Azure services like Azure Backup, Azure Site Recovery, etc. So that's pretty cool in itself. At Inspire, uh, Microsoft announced they're going to take that a step further and Azure Stack HCI is going to become its own OS. So it's going to become fully focused on being a, a, an operating system for a hyper-converged infrastructure. But not only that, it's going to be delivered as a service. So it will be an Azure service that you consume. And that means that you will pay for it on a consumption basis, um, which is a really big change when you think about it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. The, the current messaging is that the other program will, will, will end and Azure Stack HCI will only be this new offering of, it, of its own OS and as an Azure service. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how that will pan out. I personally think it's so cool. I think it's, I mean, it's like true hybrid cloud. I love the stuff that Microsoft do around hybrid. It's, it's just so well thought out. I think sometimes it's ahead of the curve which is why people struggle to get up to speed with it. I think if we think back to early Azure days, Azure was a PaaS first platform, right? I think, and I think again, then was just maybe they had to come back and, and go to IaaS and then and build that up. And it's just, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, also with that announcement came a whole load of um, uh, like infrastructure technical updates, like stretch clustering, et cetera, into the new OS that everyone's been asking for for, for ages. So. Yeah, that was probably probably the the biggest thing that's happening right now. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out, how Dell adds value to that, and also how it will change the conversations that we have with our customers. Because that's the level sure. up. It's that's really that's, that sure. is really interesting. So Azure Stack, um, so the first time I I was able to kind of play around with that was earlier this year. Okay. So, um, and so to me, it's like your own private cloud that sits in your data center. And it very much was like, I felt like I was in Azure. Hmm. So the capabilities that you just described, so like the hyper-converged infrastructure. So that's more about just ensuring there's more compute and power behind it. Or is there a, like a VDI play to that as well? Yeah, so I would I would say you're exactly right. Azure Stack Hub is literally your personal region of Azure in your data center. It brings the portal, it brings the marketplace. You've got Azure IaaS and selected PaaS services. Azure Stack HCI, like you say, like one of the key use cases for that is for performance sensitive applications like SQL. Um, BBI is also another big use case there for that. Um, and I think it's just about running maybe those applications and workloads that are optimized for virtualization, you want to have a bit more power behind, um, but you want to augment with Azure services. Also, Azure Stack HCI, you can start with as little as two nodes. So whereas Azure Stack Hub, you have to start with four nodes and it's an appliance and it is therefore, you know, it's Azure in your data center. So it's therefore on the more pricier side. Um, Azure Stack HCI, you can start with two nodes, but then you can scale up. Oh, neat. To, to 16, I believe, but then you can cluster them together. I don't know if that is the right terminology, but. <laughs> yeah. And then, so you also described 
stretch clusters is that mm. extending into azure then it's across um hyperconverged uh infrastructures okay yeah so, so it would still be just another azure stack hci yes appliance okay cool yeah cool yeah so Love i would it. say that is the that's the hot topic right now my last podcast um, episode actually is on those announcements i had so much as you say, the Azure Stack community fan club, right, is quite big. They're pretty passionate. And uh, there was <clears throat> loads of questions about this, loads of opinions and thoughts. So I brought a group of people together to discuss that on the last episode. And um, so we had John Marlin from Microsoft. We had Thomas Maurer from Microsoft. We had Darren Small uh, from Microsoft. And we had Kenny Lowe, MVP. And we had JT uh, Pedersen, MVP as well. So we had everyone on and I also created a form and got people to ask me questions uh, for that episode to get their questions answered um, and that worked really that worked quite, quite well I still need to put a blog out on that um, but it was a good episode. So for those Lisa you do so much work around your podcast and I really enjoy your your blog post because I think that there's something to be said for people that are, are not as technical, but can take a, a deep topic, conceptualize it, simplify it, and then share it with a broader audience so that we can all have an understanding of the tech that we're talking about. If somebody wanted to listen to your podcast or read some of your blog posts, where would they go? Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Lisa at the Edge. Um, you can also find my blog at Lisa at the Edge. And if you want to listen to my uh, podcast, then just search Lisa at the Edge on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Apparently, I'm on like eight platforms. So, you know, I'll be there somewhere. You can find me. <laughs> so looking at the time before we wrap, we had talked about something else that I thought was really relevant just because we're all trying to figure out what does work from home look like? You know, what devices do we use? What platforms do we use? Um, you are personally in the midst of updating a lot of your home office from my yeah. understanding. So what are some things that you're doing with your devices and, and your tech and as you upgrade them all, as you do your podcasting and work from home, what would you, what's some advice that you would give our listeners? So I think when I originally had, when we were in normal life, I had a, I had a, I had the luxury of having a separate room for my office. So that was fine. But I kind of just, you know, plugged my laptop in, had a monitor or two. People have laughed. My monitor stand was an Adidas shoebox shoe for a long time. Um, as we've got further into lockdown and I am spending more and more time in this room, um, I have started to make more of an effort with it. So previously, my desk uh was in a different position and I had mirrors behind me which obviously isn't great if I'm going to be recording more videos and podcasts so I've had a little bit of a reorg in the office and um, I've also started to put nicer things up on the wall and just make it feel like a nicer place to be and then we've done a little bit of upgrading so previously I had two different types of monitors and again one was on a shoebox I now have two matching Dell monitors and they're really beautiful um, I also got myself an Elgato Key Light Air to provide lighting um, for late night calls like this. Um, <laughs> and then I also, I have actually invested in a Yeti caster set, which I have not yet managed to fully set up because I'm struggling with the boom arm. 
Um, but we will get there so that the next season of the podcast, audio should be improved. I'm hoping to um, record those videos and put them to YouTube as well, because I think like what you guys are doing, you're giving people options on how they want to consume the content. And I think that's important. Um, so I'm going to look to do that as well. Uh, yeah, and I think that is, I really need a pair, actually, if anyone has any suggestions, I know this is a hot topic. Fun word, what was it? Suggestions for um, like headphones. Oh, okay. Or, oh. So because I have, I have the Jabra conference speaker, but sometimes I'd like to, if I'm listening into a call, I just like to have headphones on and sort of walk around. So actually, Holly, I need to read your blog on how to get the AirPods to work with the laptop because I cannot get mine to work. So I'll do that part. If you saw my if you saw my post on Twitter, it was really pathetic because I had tried so long to figure it out. And thankfully, Puluma reached out and said, um, I can help you. But you know, I um I have a few different. So I have the AirPods, but then I also have my Bose ear yeah. you know, headset, which I really like these, but I can't go very far away. Okay. I can right. actually go further with my AirPods than I can the Bose. The Bose, I feel like I get more of the end user feel because I can hear what you're hearing in addition to hearing myself a bit more clearly. So when my dog's barking and the kids are running around and I'm typing and texting, I, I hear all of that feedback, which I don't with the AirPods. I also think that the Bose, it's a bit, I, I feel like I come across a bit more clear, although I do also have a Yeti. I like you, I haven't got the boom arm. And so I'm constantly fighting with where does the Yeti go where it's not in, in the picture, yeah. but you can still hear me clear enough. So no, there is a lot to be said for your, your tech setup. And then one last question before we go, because I think a lot of people on social, they know you as Lisa at the edge, but tell us about your role at Dell. Tell us what your day job looks like. Cause it's not just the blog posting and, and the podcast, like you have a day job that's drastically changed because of COVID. So yes. tell us a little bit about, about your career. Path. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. I started at Dell last September, so September, 2019. And my role was supposed to have the estimated about 25% of travel. I think in my first six months, I went to London a little bit and I actually got out to Austin, which was awesome. But before lockdown hit, I was actually supposed to be going to Zurich, Berlin, and I was supposed to be talking and delivering an Azure Stack session at Dell Tech Worlds in Las Vegas. Aww. So, yeah, so that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. It, some of that happened to me too, but this isn't about me. So go ahead. But it, it does. It's um, disappointing. Yeah, those kind of things, they are disappointing. And I think I came from a, my previous role. I was, uh, I had an office that I could go into in Edinburgh. So what, and I did work from home sometimes, but this role is quite different. So getting onto my role, um, I work within the business unit, the H, the hyperconverged infrastructure business unit at Dell within the Azure Stack team. So I work really closely with the product management team, product marketing, and then our engineering technologists. And my role um, is to basically be that liaison to the field back into product uh, management, marketing, et cetera. And it's around sales enablement, pre-sales enablement, um, working on that Microsoft relationship within EMEA, bringing our sales teams together, um, answering their questions, and basically supporting them on Azure Stack sales. 
Um, and I've also been um, working a lot with marketing and trying to figure out um, what collateral we need to create to support our sales teams and selling. Um, so I've, I've been doing a lot of that. And so I suppose it's strange because I can't really tell what my role really is like because the first six months were very much I mean I'm still getting up to up to date with the org because it's so huge um and, and all that kind of jazz and then I was just about get going to get into doing customer events and sales enablement and actually visiting the sales teams um and then this happened so it's been really hard actually to build my network and relationships and learn about the org while fully remote and working really globally yeah. it's been really difficult it's it's been a, a valuable challenge though mm -hmm. absolutely but yeah. difficult <laughs> i bet well at least at least it seems like you're adaptable um mm -hmm. to to be able to um work through it and i know at some point too for all of us right that travel will come back as events and stuff um find their way back but of course it's going to be some time so um, yes. being adaptable is is what's gonna you know create continued success for you so yeah well, I think that's I think that's a that's a good point <laughs> mm -hmm. well I think this was a great session we got to talk a bit of tech with Azure stack we got to talk a bit about career in tech and you know what it looks like for you in your role at Dell and the changes and how you have optimized the experience. So I just wanna say thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to chat with you face-to-face. -face. Yeah, thank Thanks. you so much. Thanks so much for having me guys. I really, um, I really appreciate this and I really enjoyed uh, your, our talk. Well, you've done a lot of work and we've seen it all online and now we get to share it with other people, different communities or, you know, more networking. So it is 1030 your time. And I know you have Zach and who's the other one, Zach and Izzy that are ready for bedtime. So yeah. you're all ready for us. <laughs> and for everyone who enjoyed the session, thank you for calling in today. We will see you in another week. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.